Hello, I'm Daniel. This is my podcast, Sharpening the Mind. I am a meditation teacher and also a labor activist in Kansas City, Missouri. I teach classes in meditation and Buddhism at the Rime Buddhist Center, as well as a few other places. Thank you for listening and have a great day. Hi, today I'm going to talk about the key points of meditation, and I'm pulling this teaching from the text, The Power of Mind by Kentrell Lodrote. And he, in this text, he breaks it up into three things, key point of body, key point of speech, and key point of mind, okay? And he suggests that we should be reflecting on that and thinking about these key points in order to have a more effective uh, meditation session, okay? So, the key points of the body is about meditation posture. And he recommends, this has uh, seven aspects to it. Number one is you should sit cross-legged or in a chair with your feet flat on the floor. Number two is you should have your hands in meditative equipoise. And that's just a fancy way of saying we are either going to put our hands face down on our knees or we're going to stack them one on top of the other and rest them in our lap. And number three is we're going to have our spine straight. Okay, a straight back brings a straight mind. I believe that. Number four is... We should have shoulders that are wide open. Number five is you tuck in your chin so your neck and your spine are in alignment. Number six is rest your tongue at the front of your hard palate behind your teeth. Um, That's sort of a struggle for me. I never, ever, ever think about what my tongue is doing when I'm meditating. But uh, the, what I'm told is if you do it that way, you're not going to accumulate excessive saliva or the opposite, a really dry mouth. That's just a hard step for me to remember personally. Number seven is have your eyes open and your gaze lowered. So you're looking like sort of on the floor in front of you. And honestly, it surprised me to see that in the power of mind because in my experience, when I've studied with various teachers, Tibetan teachers don't always say meditate with eyes open. That's, uh, in my experience, that's a Zen, that's a Zen practice and a Zen teaching. But, um, this is what Kentrell Lodrote says to do. He says, meditate with your eyes open and gaze lowered. So like you're looking downward at a spot on the floor. And he says in the book, and again, this book's called the power of mind. He says, when we sit in this way, The alignment of the body straightens and opens our nervous system, vascular system, and other systems and channels, which are the conduits for energy movement throughout our body. This movement affects what kinds of thoughts arise. So the way your body is lined up affects your thoughts. And I think we can understand that. Um... Sometimes people fall into the trap of thinking that the mind and body are really separate, and they're not. They're not. The mind and body are intimately connected. So, the key point 
I'll move on. That was the key point of the body. The key point of speech is really more about our breathing. Um, I mean, the key point is we're going to be silent, of course, but it's about our breathing. He says, and I quote, clear your breath. Allow your breath to slow into its own natural rhythm. Take a moment to notice the breath and allow it to gently settle. And a lot of the time, uh, experienced meditators, when we start meditating, we don't take a moment to settle our breath because, you know, we've meditated many times before and we think we don't need to. But it's important, I think, don't skip that. Take a moment to settle, settle your body in the position you're in and settle your breath. Take a, take a moment and allow your breath to have a natural rhythm and just pay attention to it and let it settle. And so that was the key point of speech. And the key point of mind is um, about setting our intentions. So he says, set your intention. Examine your motivation with the thought, why am I doing this meditation? Why am I doing this meditation? I think setting our intention is important because it's where we remind ourselves that we're doing this for personal growth and transformation. We're not, it's not a chore. And if we start to think of it as a chore or as this, this pain thing that we have to get through, that doesn't serve us very well. It actually makes it hard, makes it much harder for us. So we need to think of it as something that we're doing to better ourselves because that's what it is. And we want to come to meditation with a, pow- a positive state of mind rather than a negative one, rather than, oh, I got to meditate again, right? A positive state of mind. We want to have an intention of great compassion for all beings. We want to do this to help others and to help ourselves. So I want you to reflect on your motivation and generate this thought. And this is from the book. In order to free all beings from suffering and in order to bring them all to true and complete happiness, I will do this practice. That's heavy. Right? I sometimes think of meditation as that thing I got to get through after my shower before I move on and start my day. And I don't want to think of it that way. I want to think of it as rather this thing I'm doing to free all beings from suffering. Maybe it's too heavy to think about freeing all beings from suffering. Maybe I need to think of it as this thing I do so I don't make other people suffer. Because that's definitely the case. When I have mindfulness going, I'm less inclined to harm other people, and that is important. And he does go on to say, once you've established the key points of body, speech, and mind, it can be helpful to pray to the Buddhas and Bodhisattvas, awakened beings who have actualized bodhicitta. Bodhicitta is the mind mind of awakening or the mind of great compassion, and that's really uh, where we're trying to take this. But... The thing is, I resisted those kinds of teachings, like saying gratitude to the Buddhists and Bodhisattvas and praying to them and thanking them, all that stuff. I used to really resist those things, and I've sort of let them into my heart now. I think more along the lines of, is this helpful, rather than like, are these beings existing in some spiritual realm, and if I thank them, it means something? And if I pray to them, it means something. But rather, I think I'm coming at it from a more utilitarian aspect now. And I think, does it help me? 
does it help me to say, you know, supplication to the Buddha, to the blessed one, the one gone beyond, the fully awakened one, right? Does that help me? And I feel like it does. I feel like it does. I feel like it reminds me how important this path is. And I need to be reminded how important this path is. I need to because I forget sometimes. I forget sometimes. So um, that's it for today. I just want to talk about those key points of practice that Kentrell Lodrote wrote about in his book, The Power of Mind, which is a book I really recommend, by the way. And uh, that's it for today. Thank you for taking the time to listen to me and have a good day. Thank you for listening and have a good day.